Hi, this is Jay. Welcome back to the Zombies Ate My Poodle podcast. This is the podcast where I'm reading the story a chapter at a time as I get ready to turn it into an audiobook. In the last chapter, Zach and Amy have made contact with the people in the university, but still need to put their plan into action, the plan with the Scarecrow, to distract the zombies enough for them to get into the university. Let's find out how that's going to happen in this chapter. Three, two, one. Chapter 22, Scarecrow Alarm. The backyard of the abandoned house where Zack and Amy had spent the afternoon was surrounded by a six-foot-tall wooden fence, tall enough to keep wandering zombies from seeing them get ready to put the plan into action. Earlier in the day, Zack had cut the back and arms off a rocking chair in the garage and drilled a hole down through the seat. He'd also turned an old broom upside down and fastened a stick crossways about a foot below it for arms, and then dressed it in a shirt and pants, like a scarecrow that a farmer might have out in the field. Finally, he grabbed a hat they'd found in a closet, and topped it off with the hat stuck down onto the bristles. Amy didn't think it looked very much like a real person, but she didn't say that to Zack. He seemed really proud of the scarecrow that would be used as bait for their plan. Amy hoped it would be dark enough that zombies would think it was a real person. Zack carried the bottom half of the rocking chair from the garage to the gate near the street and set it down carefully so it wouldn't make any noise. Then he tiptoed back and carried out his scarecrow, laying it in the grass next to the gate. We can't put the pieces together until after we get them out to the car, Zack whispered. Otherwise it will be too bulky to get it all the way on top. Amy nodded in agreement. But I'm still not sure you should be jumping up and down on someone's car. You're going to dent it. I know, but this is an emergency. Zack pulled a folded piece of paper from his pocket. Plus, I kind of feel bad about it too, so I'm going to leave this note tucked under one of the windshield wipers. It has an apology from me and then my dad's phone number on it. He tucked the note back in his pocket. I don't know of any other way to set off the car alarm, and we need that, plus my scarecrow, to draw the zombies away from the gate. Okay, whispered Amy and smiled. I'm glad you thought of the note. That makes me feel a little better about it. Zack peeked through a crack in the gate. I don't see any zombies between here and the car. Are you ready for your part? After I help you get the scarecrow set up, I come back to the yard. Jeffrey and Pookie are on the other side of the house, and I'll grab them and be ready to slip out the front as soon as the zombies take the bait. Right, said Zack. And as soon as I set off the car alarm, I'll come back through the gate and follow you around the house. But don't wait for me. Take off for the university gate as soon as the way is clear, and I'll be just steps behind you. He took a deep breath and quietly said, I'm ready. If you're ready, signal them that we're starting. Amy pointed the flashlight across the street toward the upper window of the university and blinked the light three times. Three blinks came from the window in answer. It was time to go. Zack unlatched the gate, swung it open, and looked out both ways. It was still light enough to see across the street, but it was getting dark fast. He grabbed the bottom of the rocking chair and lugged it over to the car parked next to the curb. Amy quietly followed, crouched down with the scarecrow held close to the ground. They didn't want to attract attention before they were ready. Zack stood up and lifted the rocking chair toward the top of the car, but one of the rockers caught against a rail on the top edge of the car and he couldn't lift it over. He was already stretched as tall as he could go. He gave the chair a big heave and it slid over the rail, but made a loud clunking sound on the roof of the car. Zack peered over the car and saw a couple of zombies headed his way. Hand me the scarecrow. You have to get back in there before they see which way you went. Get that gate closed, but don't lock it. 
He scrambled up onto the trunk and then to the top of the car, reaching down for the scarecrow that Amy was handing him. He slid the bottom of the broom pole into the hole in the chair seat, and the scarecrow stood tall, rocking back and forth, arms flapping as it moved. Amy headed back through the gate, and just before swinging it shut, caught a glimpse of the scarecrow silhouetted against the last light in the sky. Huh, it really does look like a person up there. With the scarecrow in place, Zack leaped down onto the hood of the car and started jumping up and down, trying to rock the car enough to get the car alarm to go off. Several zombies were now heading his way, but he needed the car alarm and the flashing lights to make enough of a disturbance to lure all of the zombies from the university gate. The car was bouncing up and down as he jumped, and he was making a racket with his feet on the hood, but no alarm. He tried to jump harder and higher. The scarecrow was flailing around from the motion of the car, but Zack really started to worry. He had to make the alarm go off. He jumped as high as he could, came down with both feet flat on the end of the hood, and nothing. Except more than 20 zombies coming at him, now only about 20 feet away. The plan was a failure, but Zack needed to get away so they could come up with something else. By now the zombies were too close for him to run for the backyard gate because they'd see him and follow. He climbed up next to the scarecrow and then crouched behind it. Staying low, he slid down the back window and then down to the ground behind the car. Crouching in the shadows, he sneaked into the shadows of the car behind him and kept going. The zombies reached the car with the scarecrow and started grasping for the person standing on top, seemingly waving its arms for help. Pushing against the car made the scarecrow rock even more wildly, and a few more zombies started heading toward the car. Zack saw that as he slipped around the back of the fence into an alley and wanted to scream in frustration. The plan would have worked if only he'd been able to set off the alarm. It was attracting attention, but not enough to draw all of the zombies from the university gate. It was probably the disappointment and thinking about a new plan that caused Zack to stop being as careful as usual, and it wasn't until the zombie kicked a can on the ground that Zack saw the old man zombie in a bathrobe reaching for him. Yow! Zack yelled as he dodged, and then realized he'd yelled loud enough for other zombies to hear him. He looked around hurriedly in the gathering darkness and saw the only way clear was away from the house and backyard where Amy and the pets were waiting. Too many zombies had come down the alley for him to try and bamboozle them, and it was dark enough now that he wasn't sure it would even work. He jumped up for the top of the fence on the other side of the alley and pulled himself over. Dropping to the grass on the other side, Zack stopped to catch his breath. I cannot do that again. That was too close, he muttered to himself. Then he heard a sound to his right, and his jaw dropped as he saw zombies coming from the alley through the open gate in the fence that he hadn't seen. No! Zack ran toward the house, hoping he could get in and lock the door, but as he neared it, the back door opened and a zombie family shambled out, reaching toward him. Every direction there were zombies, with nowhere to run. And that is it for chapter 22. So that plan with the Scarecrow sounded good, but didn't go off as Zack had planned, and now he's trapped between two groups of zombies. Just in case you forgot, you can get a copy of the complete Zombies Ate My Poodle book at Amazon or Apple Books. Now, I will remind you at least nine more times in case you forget. See you for the next episode where we find out if Zack can figure out a miraculous escape or whether it's the end of the line for him.